Hi everyone, here I am, lucky me, with Ram Das and Rameshwar Das, who are in Maui, and I'm in Los Angeles, and due to the lucky wonders, us. Yeah, lucky, <laughs> due to the wonders of digital magic and interconnectivity, we're going to hang out here for a little bit as part of Ram Das's here and now podcast. Okay, so um. I so welcome. Hi. 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 <laughs> uh, so um I wanted to talk a little bit about the idea of satsang, sangha, spiritual community. And uh the first thing that strikes me is, you know, what our Buddhist friends tell us uh that when the Buddha was asked about the three refuge, refuges, refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, they said, which is the most important? And he said, Sangha. That always resonated with me over all these years. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's a beginning um, premise that I think is really important. Uh, but for us, and... Ramdas, when you first went to India, you were taken in to KK's family. You've talked a lot, a lot about that over the years. And then when we followed you when you went back, the same exact experience was had by all of us, that uh, immersion in the, in the family, which uh, is uh, so... Um, it's, it's so been passed forward in such a way to this very day we are experiencing this in, in so many different ways. Of course, in Maui, when we get together with you at these retreats, it's to the nth degree. Can you talk just a little bit about how that family became the source of the kind of satsangs that you have been part of? and given over these many, many years. Well, I agree with the Buddha. Mm -hmm. Satsang is beautiful. We, we, we are in the satsang of Maharaji. And then I have satsang and I'm, I'm really, I treasure it. I treasure it. I treasure it. It's family. And then, then now that I have a son and, and he said he wanted to learn he, about the family. I couldn't help him that day because satsang is uh, people pointed at truth. That's the literal translation. Yeah. Mm. It's the community of seekers after truth. Mm. And 
my family certainly doesn't that, that. <laughs> yeah so finally Father's Day my son called me from North Carolina mm. and he said namaste <laughs> I felt it. Go, we made an inroad. He's learning about family. Mm. Uh, it certainly felt like we were taken into Maharaji's family of the heart when we arrived there, and that feeling of being at home, I think. Part, part of that feeling was just the way Maharaji took us into our own hearts, but it was also being surrounded by that love that uh, um, he radiated, but was reflected off all the people around him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, our Western satsang was uh, kind of a mixed bag at times. I think when, like the time when we were up in Kosani at that ashram up in, for the monsoon, mm. it seemed like the a little more like the uh, inmates were running the asylum for a while. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> that was more bizarro satsang, you might say, like bizarro yes. Superman. <laughs> But <laughs> we're we're a mixed bunch. Yeah, but it was still family, and it was still satsang, and you know, as crazy as it got at different times. Um, but you know, I'm just reminded of like walking into KK's house. You know, KK, everybody is most of you know because he has this wonderful new book, Deva Bumi, and just walking to into his house, going up the narrow stairway that Maharaji somehow maneuvered up uh, to get to his, uh, his door on three levels up, and then have his sister come and, uh, and take care of it. It was the taking care of. I, I've never felt quite taken care of, that so dispassionately taken care of. Like, there was no reason whatsoever, you know? Uh, what, what was your experience, Ramdas, when you first... Especially you. We had a lot more. We had you to go on. You had nothing to go on. You just were sent over there. What's, you know? Well, Maharaji, first of all, he told KK to take me to his house. Yeah. And he said, feed him double roti, which is Bread. White toast. bread toast. toast. <laughs> to this day, there's still, to this day, we're still getting toast from that first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we go to his house. It must have been, you know, for KK, too, because uh, his description of you when he first saw you, he saw this uh, uh, guy with his hands in his jeans pocket looking pockets looking very uptight. And then uh, Maharaji sends this guy to, to his house. And, you know, to take someone into your home in India is really, because the guest is God in India. Yeah. So it's a, it's a big thing. 
and he he did that with uh, incredible affection and grace for all yeah. of us. Yes, mm. I'm not. I I've never felt family as 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 poignantly as KK's. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But how that informed us for so long since then, right? I mean, how that's informed, it informed you. I mean, you're, you created all of the, you created that whole satsang, in, the first satsang in America, which was at uh, Bill and Ricca, at your father's farm. I mean, yeah. that... Do you rem can you recall thinking about okay I think we're going to have some satsang here can you recall any kind of thought process of taking from what you had gotten and offering it out or it was just without you were just doing without thought I mean the idea of what what motivated you to have gather these people together <clears throat> well they had they, they were coming from New York and Boston, where I had spe speeches, mm. uh, lectures. And uh, I guess the, the grapevine has, because we just, cars come up and... People were just showing up. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. You didn't decide anything. And... And and Ramdas' father George was like KK. He just uh, you know uh, it's amazing because he's uh, you know was had been a a CEO of a railroad, mm. and here he is allowing these hippies to come and camp on his land, right. uh, and uh, you know walking around on his. Uh, uh, golf course. Golf course, and we we helped out to the extent we could. You know, I, there's uh, a great photo of uh, Danny Goldman riding the tractor lawnmower, and it, it, he really made us like family. And my brother says, "Get those damn fools off the off the greens, off the greens." <laughs> 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 uh -oh. And what are these people coming for? <laughs> and I said, "Be with me." He, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and on the weekends, when people knew that Ramdas was going to speak, sometimes there'd be you know two or three hundred people coming. Mm. There were uh, maybe twenty or thirty camping on the land, which George allowed us to do. And he let us put up some tent platforms. And we built this uh, Darshan house up in the woods. Uh, and we were doing Sufi dancing out on the the meadow by the barn. It was, it was, it was like, you know, if you think about home invasion, <laughs> this is kind of it. <laughs> and he was really just uh, very open-hearted with us. And you see in, uh, I think it's the Hartley movie, where they asked him about how what he thought was going on. And he said, oh, it's great. <laughs> George, yeah. Yeah. It was very generous. Very generous. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's a good word because that generosity is is absolutely so tied and connected with satsang, with the idea of satsang. Certainly people pointed towards the truth and getting together around that, but the generosity of giving. I mean, Siddhima, uh, who our Indian mother, for those of you who don't know who she is, we speak of her much. She is still alive in, in India. Someone, I was in a group uh, with a group of Westerners, and someone said, Ma, what's the best thing we can do to keep close to Maharaji? And she said, right away, satsang, get together, share food, share kirtan, stories. That is the best way to be close to Maharaji. And the crazy thing uh-huh. is, you know, and you're just talking about your father and how generous he was and the, and the whole scene that went down at the farm, which, as it turns out, you, I was asking you, did you make a conscious decision to pull that together? And no, it just happened. It, it, it's just the way Maharaji said, no, don't talk about me in the West. Of course, that's all you did. And then these people were magnetized and just came to the farm. And so on. But how about looking all these years later, these decades later? I'm sitting here right now, about to go to a um, a gathering in Ojai, California, where people are going to be camping out. On you, it just reminded me when Ramesh you said, "Yeah, he let us build platforms." Well, they're they're building platforms. They put in a, a Hari who ha- owns a place, and his wife Lakshmi are putting in you know bathrooms and everything else. And people are going to be camping on the grounds and we're going to be gathering instead of in a barn in their big living room, you know. But pretty much it's going to be the same thing all these years later. So how Maharaji has arranged this uh, to be a, a, a um, so crucial aspect of our sadhana. So would you not say that, that satsang is a real sadhana that can be pursued. Yeah. 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 And I think I feel badly for people who get the message, but but in the area they live in, mm. there are satsang. And I've often said to them, go to all around the surrounding area before you, before to find satsang, find satsang. Now I think it's where we are. The the um, internet is satsang. Yeah. Right. Right. I think to, just to go back to what we experienced in India, too, just to keep in mind that it's uh, very much the family of, in, of the heart. You know, this is uh, a family that is united in some way deeper way than uh, the ties that most of us experience in the rest of our lives. And um, for that reason, sometimes it's a really deep connection. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, 
Maharaji saying about uh, Guru Dat Sharma when he put him into samadhi, that this has been a, a relationship of many lifetimes. I can do that because we've been together for many lifetimes, is what he said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's really much more complex and subtle than we sometimes can possibly get yes. to. Mm-hmm. Yes. We don't understand it fully. Uh, but we know, I mean, it feels so good and it feels so right to, to uh, have people come and feel nurtured. And that's what I'm sure KK felt that same and, and Bina his sisters felt that same way when they were taking, we had knew from nothing and they took us in and not only did they shower us with love and caring, but they also taught us stuff, you know, from how to worship the guru. KK would teach us how to, how to do arti and chant and, and Bina would teach the ladies how to, how to cook Indian food and uh, just how to, uh, how to appreciate each other with respect and much less judgment because they didn't judge us at all. We were these long-haired hippies, right? Uh, but they but saw through that, guys. In the mix, you have to include Maharaji. Well, uh, without saying, that goes without saying. That is, yeah. yeah, that's the thread that, that has kept all of this moving in the way that it's moved all the way to this, you know, in two days I'll be in Ojai at, a, at, at, at an event that's not much different than what you had at your father's farm, although that was more informal. Mm-hmm. So obviously that cannot happen without uh, that power of love, for sure. Um, let me... Uh, Go ahead, Ramesh. Well, I just wanted to, because Ramdas commented on how the internet has become kind of a connector of this family, and uh, it just in the last couple of years, KK has um, gotten online and he uh, talks to Western devotees all over the world now. Yeah. I don't, want to, I don't know if we want to put this out because he loves to do that, yeah. and uh, it's it's really uh, expanded that connection in a, a beautiful way yeah, yeah absolutely it's yeah. it's different from uh you know social media it's this is uh spiritual media <laughs> yeah um let me read this uh, ramdas you wrote something sometime back that i think really encapsulates what we're talking about i wanted to read it it's as if maharaji has been my father my mother forever And the satsang, the circle of devotees, is a family of the heart that keeps coming and going, having reunions and going away, but over many lifetimes. We all have different guises and costumes and appear on stage in different scenes playing different characters. We're all parts of the jigsaw puzzle of each other's karma. I sometimes look around and wonder how this crazy troupe came together. But that's my ego. Because as an ego, I look at them as egos. This is Maharaji's show. Maharaji is like the director of the play. He's not one of the actors or puppets. He's the only one who has the whole script. 
and we're too involved in the play itself to remember it's just a play. The only thing that turns out to be real is his relationship to us as souls. Then that too goes, and there's only one. That's pretty good. Mm. Yeah. You pretty said, good. You said some good things in your life. But to me, that's so, especially the part about um, that uh, this happens over many lifetimes, and that goes a little in line with what you talk about soul pods, right? Yeah. That people have a certain relationship with each other and with, it, with their guru. And by the way, we should, one thing I've wanted to say, and it's come to me, and we haven't talked about it, Ramdas, in our, in our, last podcast, but we talk so much about Maharaji, who we experience the physical form of, who represents something way beyond that physical form and is no different than, uh, it, it's, it, you could completely transpose Maharaji with so many other divine beings that have come, uh, that have no care except to serve people. Um, so I, I think that's important uh, when we talk about Maharaji. We're talking about what our good friend Lama Suryadas has termed the big Maharaji, that which is the energy of unconditional, ineffable love that is behind every siddha. You know, in this world. So, uh, if somebody else, if somebody else has somebody else as a guru to them, there is no different. That energy is coming from that same place, right? I mean, are you agreeing, yeah. or you're agreeing, or disagreeing with me? Yes, I, I'm agreeing. Okay, good. Uh, I just wanted to make that. Um, I think that, Ramesh, mm. you had some idea. I, I'd like us to move to a new subject, which uh, you mentioned to me. Now, everybody out there, Ramesh is in Maui with Ramdas right now and has been going back and forth very often in, in, over the last several years working on a, on a book with Ramdas. Ramesh uh, and, uh, worked with Ram Dass on Be Love Now and Polishing the Mirror, and now there's a book that is, uh, shall we say, memoir-ish, would be a good description. Yeah, memoir-ish. Ish. Yeah. Uh, and, but you have been going through some very interesting... Maybe that's topics. a good title, Raghu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ram Dass, <laughs> memoir-ish, yes. <laughs> But you've been talking about some pretty interesting things and what you brought up, and I'll let you describe what you've been working on just recently. I think it's a great, uh, uh, unique topic. Well, the theme of this uh, memoir... um, Ish. Yes, whatever it is. Um, Ramdas, you probably can enunciated better but it seems to me it's it's uh seeing your life through maharaji's eyes 
to some to whatever degree we've been able to find our way into that. Or uh, my life with Maharaji's input. Yeah. So I I remember. I remember Maharaji and I be, before my birth, mm. and she he was two souls. He and me, two souls, and we were figuring out the birth that I should take because he knew he knew all my past births this goes back to your uh, earlier quote from Ramdas Raghu about uh, Maharaji being the director of the play mm, yeah and the, the only one who has the whole script yeah so we we are imagining how the script got produced <laughs> I see that's right I mean, we're, we're, yeah. Mm. Uh, and yeah. then a lot of it is, uh, you know, integrating what has happened on this plane into what the, uh, love. the coming, coming into love is the theme of it. Um, but how, how the things that, uh, have happened in Ramdas' life have brought him where he is. Mm. But mainly looking looking at my life from here, mm -hmm. not from there. Yeah. Meaning, I'm not clear. Well, let, let's do, do this by example. Maybe it's easier to talk about that way. The, one of the things we've been talking about the last few days is risk-taking uh. and what that is in uh, Ramdas that led him to when he met Maharaji for instance to and, and you know had no desire for a guru in fact was feeling like he was a Buddhist and didn't want to hear about gurus and when he met Maharaji he uh, let himself be taken in to become a yogi by a guru. And that that was really, you know, taking a, that was a big uh, shift from uh, Harvard professor and psychedelic explorer to surrender, which is not an easy thing for Westerners sometimes, and allow himself to be... Uh, taken in, into Maharaji's orbit and uh, directed by Maharaji into becoming Ramdas. Some of my risk-taking, idi idiotic. Yeah, like flying the airplane on acid and things like that. Well, that's not idiotic. <laughs> that is very adventurous. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> that was adventurous, yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, we were in uh, Kosani, and you told that story, Ramesh Ali Krishnas, up in that house. 
and I just remember, th yeah, you described flying the airplane and and after quite some time realizing, oh, I am flying this airplane. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> You couldn't tell which was moving, the airplane or the earth. <laughs> <laughs> and I, thought, I was spiraling. I was, oh. I was spiraling, and I looked at the earth, and it's spiraling. <laughs> How do we get down of there? The whole <laughs> earth is spiraling. Oh, Jesus. All right, well, there, yes, you did that. Um, but you, there are, well, tell me more about what you, the risks. I mean, those are obvious outward psychonaut risks. Well, there were the, the outer risks, like, you know, riding a motorcycle and, uh, uh, you told me you piloted an ultralight, yeah, which is you know basically like uh, uh, it's a frame. It's just a frame, and you run down a hill and take off and hope that the engine starts and uh, fly out over the water in this uh, thing that doesn't have much between you and uh, uh, the world around you. And somehow you came back from that, um, and um, you did a lot of other, you know, things. And and even uh, taking psychedelics for the first time was certainly one of those plunges into the oh, yeah. unknown. Yep. Yeah. Which many people can uh, relate with. Yeah. Yeah. So when do you stop calling it? But, a Sorry, go ahead. Well, I just uh, those are the external risks yeah. a, a little bit more. But uh, what we have been talking about is more of the internal process of uh, uh, taking a, a, a risk essentially with your own mind to uh, allow yourself to let go and uh, to... Um, let that deeper part of your being take over. And so uh, that uh, what you might call more of a uh, contemplative risk now of going into the heart yeah. and letting go of your mind. Um, letting go of your also, ego. Yes. It's a big risk. Big mm. risk. Big risk. As many people are finding out. Yeah. What's the yeah. risk? Once you get, you leave who you think you are, you you don't have any uh, framework to perceive anything. When I get into my soul, I have a different frame, a different perception of me and the universe, and that's risky. Mm. 
Mm. It's going into the mystery, to the unknowing part of ourselves, the great unknowing. Mm. And we're very uh, addicted to knowing. <laughs> I am, anyway. I'll speak yeah. for myself. <laughs> You're the only one, the only person I know who's <laughs> addicted to knowing. <laughs> And I'm, I'm finding I know less and less. <laughs> but Ramdas, in the past you've talked about, I mean, so this just reminds me, you've talked about the vantage point, the perspective that, that we are, for the most part, caught in. And then, of course, a lot of suffering happens because there's so much separation and polarization within ourselves. And I guess that's what you're really talking about. And, you know, you talk about moving from, from there, using different practices to move out of the identification with ego, mind, stuff. And I guess, you know, I've yeah. never quite heard it presented this way with these words. But why not take a risk to move away from what you are used to? and what you're habituated to. I guess that's a, a, a good way to put it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Yeah. We, we've been treading a bit on what, uh, uh, what part of that is language and concept and what is the reality. Because Ramana Maharshi, for instance, talks about uh, you have to kill the mind. Um, and there, there is this sort of, you know, conceptual part that is almost like self-destructive. And, and you said that that's been part of your risk-taking sometimes, that some of what you did was really like, uh, you know, self-destructive in a way. But in, in the spiritual sense, that is um, about creating or accessing another uh, level of ourselves, too. And it's almost like you have to uh, sweep one part clear to get to another place. I think that probably was more of what Ramana Maharshi is talking about. Well... But Ramdas, you've talked about, uh, especially when we've talked about death and dying, you know, you certainly have talked about, you know, that process goes on. It's not just the losing of the physical body and the attachments at the end of your life. It's not just about that. It's about this process goes on day to day when you're on the path of letting go and of this attachment really being deconstructed. So, uh, again, I guess that, that, that uh, term that you're using, there is a risk to take to allow uh, destruction, right? Kali-esque destruction. That process that you're speaking of, where there is a deconstruction that goes on, once you realize that you are identified with your role, with your mind, 
And so you take a risk to allow that destruction, Kali-esque destruction, to take place, right? That that's, takes a lot of courage to do that. Is that the, so uh, talk about that. Chutzpah. Chutzpah, yeah. <laughs> Another Sanskrit word. Yes. But uh, That's a Sanskrit word, you know. Uh, talk about that, though, Ramdas, a little bit about how that's a life's journey to re-identify yourself from from the heart space rather than the role mind space, and and I guess that's what you're talking about. How in your life, maybe the the risks that you have taken that were maybe you would call foolish, flying an airplane on acid, but that same essence allowed you to take the risks to devolve from identification with, right? Talk about that. With, with ego. Yeah, exactly. With ego. There are a bhakti version of this is you risk the um, letting go of your mind mm. and then you go to your heart to dissolve un unconditional love mm. and and that that path I think that they the the mantra is, I am loving awareness. 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 That will bring you to to your soul. Your soul is loving awareness. Your soul different perception. I look out at the universe and my room, my wheelchair, and my physical body changing, changing, changing. And it's, I look at them as love, with love, with love. And for me to get to identify with my soul. Maharaji instructed me love everybody and tell the truth. And that's the place that I go and in soul. That's the big risk. That is the real risk. 
the big, big, big risk. You know, Krishnadas tells, has been telling this story uh, and focusing on this recently a lot, and it's around his experience with Maharaji, where Maharaji said, pointed his finger, went, courage is a very big Yeah, I've thing. been thinking of that a lot, too. That fits in with what you guys are talking about and writing about. To take those risks, you know, not, not, not the foolish risk, although I think they come from the same place of, of, of being able <laughs> to let go, you know, especially on yeah. acid. You know, some people can't let, let, let go. go. They won't yeah. take that risk, you know, that there's not enough confidence in, in unconditional love, shall we say. I mean, they don't think of it like we don't think of it. I mean, it's happened to me, you know, ages ago. But there, there has to be a courage in taking a risk to allow yourself, even the simplest thing of stop identifying with who you think you are or your role or whatever. I mean, there's got to be a courage seems to go alongside of taking the risk to be loving awareness, right, and yeah. not be the sophisticated person who knows all of the oh look what happened to you <laughs> little breeze that's so great your whole thing is for the house is imploding and falling apart talk about <laughs> risk destruction let it go it's okay <laughs> it's deconstruction okay. yeah yeah so I, you know I, one of the yeah. things that uh i've thought about in relation to that that has always impressed me about you is that you have uh, always been uh, uh, sometimes too truthful about what's going on with you, and you've used that truth, and that that takes a kind of uh, courage to be. It's really uh, being yeah. out there with uh, um, what's going on in ways that are sometimes uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. That that has and, helped so uh, many people over the years. Yeah, I, for honesty. other people to see that you can do that, that you can be out there and be straight and truthful about uh, who you are and what's going on. Um, that's a helpful example that uh, some of our leaders could take to heart. <laughs> some of our leaders. <laughs> Watch your parking meters, as Dylan said. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, I think that's a that's a, that's a wonderful uh, juxtaposition. Is that the word, Ramesh? Juxtaposition of yeah, yeah, of courage and risk, and it's okay to do that. I mean, you and go back to our originally what we're talking about in satsang. It makes it way more available to have the support system to allow you to maybe take a little bit of a risk to talk to people honestly and truthfully, maybe take a little bit of a risk to open a heart and not be so much knowing, mm -hmm. wanting to know stuff and, and, and so on. I think, yeah, so there's a wonderful... Yeah, I think it's that, uh, you know, when Maharaji said to you, love everyone and tell the truth, that combination of love and truth, which is not always a comfortable... Uh, uh, association <laughs> is is uh, really a, a powerful teaching. Yeah. 
And not just on the, you know, cosmic level, but uh, as you're saying, Raghu, of people uh, doing that with their own lives. Yeah. Uh, and for for us. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. When's the book coming We're, out? We're, we... <laughs> <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Yes. As they say in India, just now coming. I soon come. Yes. Sorry, Ramdas, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? The risk that most of us take is pulling away from the the culture. Mm -hmm. the, the spiritual journey is is a, a risk mm. from materialism. Bring your mind and heart to spirit rather than material. Yeah. Yeah. That's risky. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? Ramesh and I and some of our other your other old friends and students. You know why we took that risk? And went, we all went to India without thinking about anything? Because uh, of trust. We trusted you, period. And through that trust, we, were, we had the courage to take the risk to get firmly on the spiritual path, go all the way to India and go through whatever we went through there. So that's another ingredient. And I trusted Mar I trusted Maharaji. So he goes from heart to heart yeah. to heart. Yeah. And yep. And what what you trusted in him was that love. Yeah. Because if if he had been judgmental about all of your stuff that you were coming with, you probably would never have gone the route. Yeah. But he was just totally accepting, and even though you knew that he knew all of that, he loved you. Yeah, unconditional love. Yeah. I had never been experienced in my life up to then, to that moment. Unconditional love. Yeah. He loved me just for I, what just as I was. And he didn't love me. Like in the past, I loved for being a good boy or a good student or a good lover or something like that. Yeah. Well, again, it all points to that thread being in our lives of that of Maharaji and the big Maharaji, which is the ineffable thing that we can't really describe what it is. People try and describe it, but uh, it certainly has passed on as a thread through all these years and through all of the different things that we've done in our lives uh, around satsang and supporting each other. So. There's no no doubt about it, and that's certainly what people have gotten from from you since you started uh, teaching. So, 
This is a, uh, I, I love this. Huh. I love what I you... I love you too. <laughs> I love you too. And I love you too, Mesh. We're, we're pretty lucky, everybody. I think we're all in love. Yeah. We are in love. That's... Meeting another person, another soul. The soul and you are in love, in mm. the, the ocean of love. Mm. Um, so we're going to close here, and I want to just say one thing, because Ramdas mentioned earlier uh, in our chat that... Uh, one thing that makes him feel um, heart sore a little bit, he, he, you didn't say that word, but I think that's what you meant, was that people who do find their way to the path but don't have a satsang, don't have a group to go to for su not just support, to share. And, uh, and, of course, the suggestion is always go into your local town and go through a yoga center or meditation group, if there is one, and, and put yourself out there. Take a risk. This is a, a good theme for this, uh, for our podcast here. But I will yeah. also say that uh, we did start, uh, and we've talked about this before, there is a, a fellowship that we've started so yeah. anybody out there who's listening to this, whether or not we already know of a group in your town, we're not sure about that, but there's no harm in trying, number one, write to info at ramdas.org, and uh, our, our coordinator and director of the fellowship, Kelly, De Kelly Rigo, rather, will get back to you. But otherwise, you can also think of starting. It takes nothing. It takes one other person. We used to, and I did this long, long decades ago. We would sing kirtan together, and we'd say, we're going to sing on Saturday night, and as long as there was two of us, then whoever came was fine. You know, you just need two. That's it. So you can start your own thing, and you just, you know, put a little food together, you know, just chant with just one note. You can chant Sri Ram J Ram. I mean... Uh, we should put some of the stuff you did in the early days, Ramdas. Really direct, simple chants that you brought back from India uh, in 1967. Uh, so do write, and we will um, see what we can do to hook you up with a satsang or help you create one. Okay? I just wanted to say that. Thank you, guys. And the Sorry. And the, and the internet provides satsangs, worldwide satsangs. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows. Of which, the, of which, of which this is a part. Yeah. Yeah. This absolutely. program. You yeah. mean we're all connected? Yeah. <laughs> Which reminds me to say, you can hear more of Ramdas Here and Now on the Be Here Now Network. Go to BeHereNowNetwork.com, everybody. And, of course, we have all of our mishpucha, and it's there, our friends. 
our, uh, you know, from Krishnadas to Jack Cornfield, Sharon Salzberg, Joseph Goldstein, Lama Suridas, and Roshi Joan Halifax, all of Ramdas is really close people for these many years and uh, are all sharing, and that's certainly what uh, uh, Ramdas is talking about sharing on the World Wide Web. And then there's Ramdas.org, of course, which is all centric to Ramdas. And uh, your teachings over all these years and the many ways in which people join together to share. Even the retreats that we do in Maui are live streamed most of the, uh, for a few days. So there's many ways in which to take part. So thank you for joining us today. I'm glad Ramesh was there. I thought this subject, particularly around risk, was very enlightening. Very. So thank you. Okay. <laughs> Namaste. This is fun, Raghu. Yeah. I love you. Love you. We'll talk to you later. This podcast is brought to you by the Love Serve Remember Foundation and Ramdas.org. We appreciate you listening and we appreciate all the support that you've given us. Please continue that support and donate at Ramdas.org. We can then continue to share what Ramdas has been sharing for all of these years. Thank you.